Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Knobcast. We are back. Gasky's feeling better. This man was ill. Before we even start, Gasky, how are you feeling? What was wrong with you? Were you near death? Was it a bowel issue? What was going on with your illness? I, I do feel death was close. Death mm -hmm. was near. It was um some kind of a flu slash cold slash whatever wanted to be thrown at me. Mm -hmm. I was bedridden for three days. I dragged myself out of bed to get back to work, you know, because that's what I do. You're I a commit. trooper. Yeah. Still kind of got a bit of a cough, but not as bad as I was. The, the amount of phlegm that came out of my body, you probably could have made a new me of that phlegm. So. A, a phlegmy gasky. But we're back. We're back, you know. We're out here. Recovery. People, you know, must have thought, where's, where's, where's the Nodcast? But it is back. Exactly. We're back because Gasky's all good. Obviously couldn't do this. Without him, please, guys, send your uh, best wishes to Gasky. One like equals one love. I don't know. Anyway, football has taken place. I mean, lots of football has taken place. Um, City were out of the title race, and now they are well and truly back in it after beating Arsenal 3-1. So that's literally just happened, like, a, 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 you know, like an hour ago or something. So we'll obviously be talking about that at length. We'll be talking about Everton. And then you manage it, Sean Dyche beating Arsenal and then the Merseyside derby. Are Everton up for survival or not? Speaking of new managers, there's a manager fiasco going on at Leeds and Southampton will be having a chat about that. We'll briefly be touching on the whole VAR controversy situation, but that has been done to death recently. So we'll only be touching on that uh, uh, slightly, but it is so terrible. It does need talking about Manchester United. Um, not necessarily on the pitch, but off the pitch. What is going on? There, more importantly, I want I want Gasky's thoughts on uh, the potential owners when we get to that section, and then we'll also be having a, a little chat about Chelsea, uh, who uh, a, a, bit, a little bit of a, a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde about them. One one minute they look world class, the next second they look clueless. Of course, the classic mini games of Guest of Footballer in six, sixty seconds. Nothing has ground Gasky's gears this week. He's simply been too ill to have his gears ground. Um, oh yeah. Exactly. So it'll be fine. We'll obviously be uh, taking questions from our viewers in Knob Gas. Looking ahead to next week's matches. And of course, Ball Busters. I'm revealing the winner of Ball Busters and also the answers for next week. Bagaski, of course, is one place to start and one place only. And that's the game that we've just watched. Arsenal 1, Manchester City 3. Now, uh, we are going, uh, the way I'd like to structure this is I'd just like to talk about the game overall. We'll then talk about the individual goals and then we'll touch on whose title is it to win now. Have Arsenal bottled it? Um, uh, can City uh, reclaim their title? But guess so let's start by just talking about the match overall. Give me, give me your thoughts on it because it was a very, uh, speaking of Jekyll and Hyde with the Chelsea, it was a very weird uh, first half of performance by City compared to the second half, much improved uh, by City in the second half. But first half, Arsenal were all over them, weren't they? Yeah, the the game in the first half just felt, it was very, let's just play safe. Let's just, you know, very, you know both teams were a bit, you know, be a bit cagey. The Arsenal started coming at them, City couldn't deal with it. And then, let's be fair, they were gifted a 1-0 lead, pretty much. I mean, it was a great finish from De Bruyne, but it was pretty much a gift. Went in, went in, went in one all, and you felt that there was more more to City there. They can come. There's a different gear, which we eventually saw. You know, as the as the second half went on, you just felt they're going to win it here. Another another error, and they're behind. So really, Arsenal were their own worst enemy in that game. 
could have easily been a draw. But they could have easily won it. But errors seem to cost them. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are your thoughts on the whole Bernardo Silva being sort of played at left back, sometimes centre back, sometimes midfield situation? Um, it works a great effect against Aston Villa, but that's against Aston Villa at home. And City were away against Arsenal, the best team in the league, up against Saka of all, of all players. Um, Bernardo basically being tasked uh, with him uh, for, for the whole game. He eventually got yellow card in the first half, like fouled him about four times. Yeah. Um, it's suicidal, question mark? It, it was a bit, it was a very crazy thing to do, thinking, why would you, why would you play him there against arguably the best winger in the league at the moment? So uh, he, he clearly didn't work, but I was very surprised Arsenal didn't target as much as they did. Because as soon as he was on a yellow card, you felt, right, Saka's just going to have him on, on toast here. He's going to go... He, I, was, I had flashbacks from the United game when Shaw couldn't handle it. Mm. Uh, you know, was it like Masia? Then Shaw couldn't handle him, and he was just, they couldn't deal with him. And I felt like this situation is going to happen again. They're just going to keep going that wing, and they won't be able to deal with it. But they didn't. Yeah. They uh, didn't do that enough. Yeah, def- and, and especially when you've got Ake, who did a very good job at clamping down uh, Saka in the FA Cup game. Basically, uh, you know, I know the term pocketed is used very loosely, but I think that was a very apt uh, definition of what he did do. Um, so, yeah, a bit surprising Ake didn't start normally at left back, but City, you know, got away with it, question mark, and then, then the substitutions happened. Bernardo went over to the right wing, so it wasn't too much of an issue anyway uh and then um akanji came on so it was ake who dealt with saka anyway um and yeah it was just it was just a, a, a i i thought the first half city were terrible to be honest and the way you thought gaska i thought that it backed off arsenal uh, a little bit too much um maybe I, I don't know maybe show them too much respect um uh allowed i, I know arsenal plays very well through city's press but it was almost like, I think Guardiola even alluded to it, City weren't nearly as aggressive as they normally are. Um, mm. and, and in the second half, we saw that in addition to Bernardo eventually going from left back to right wing, we did see that City were much more um, aggressive uh, in their pressing and, and not allowing Arsenal uh, to play their game. Uh, so, yeah, first half really bad. But second half, I thought, I thought City were really good. Uh, let's talk about the goals now. Uh, because let's be honest, Gasky, it was basically four goals and four errors. Do you think that's fair in saying? Let, let's let's take them goal by goal, starting with the uh, Kevin one. Talk talk, talk yeah, about that the, one. The, the first goal was it's a prime example of a team being on top, and then just how to punish with a small error. It was a it was a little error. Most players don't have a right to score from there. Let's not take the finish away from De Bruyne because it's a amazing, cracking finish. A Weak foot as well. Yeah, still got a lot to do. The keeper's still in front of him and he's got to get it past him at a difficult angle. But, you know, Arsenal felt, I, I felt they were comfortable. They're going to go one nil up. You, you can see a goal's coming as you see in most games for Arsenal this season. But just, you know, an error. A sim, you know, a simple pass and he's, he's messed it up and then De Bruyne has finished off and it, you know, puts a one nil down and you think then, oh, is this where City now are going to come out the blocks? Mm-hmm. And, and it didn't really happen after that goal. Yeah, definitely. But the the goal did come. I know it came from an error, but it also came from City being direct, pumping mm. it up to yeah. Holland. Uh, I don't even know if Holland won the flick on or if, or if Saliba flicked it over, but then Grealish pressures Tommy Asu, and Tommy Asu makes a big mistake, but it comes from playing direct and, and playing that pressing game and he touched on it. It is a fantastic finish by De Bruyne on his weak foot and, and he lobs Ramsdale and it's lovely. 
Um, Arsenal equaliser is a penalty. Uh, there's been a lot of debate about whether it was or wasn't a penalty. For me, it was a definite penalty. Yeah. Um, not a second it, it, yellow card. Yeah. I mean, people. Yeah, people were saying, you know, he's, you know, he's, the guy, I think a lot of the arguments were he's had his shot and he's come out to block it and he's, the, the shot's happened. It doesn't matter. Mm. He's come out and he's gone through the man just because he's shot doesn't change anything. So at the end of the day, he's come out. Edison didn't even need to take him out. He could have he could have slowed down and he could have stopped. He stopped and closed the gap. But again, he's gone through him. That's so, why it's so frustrating because... It's a frustrating error because it's it could have yeah. been easily a bit of... It's not one like, oh, we need to go and try and win that ball. Easily be avoided. Yeah, the angle is tight on Enketia. If Edison just stays at home, Enketia's got a lot of work to do to try to get get a good shot on goal. But he comes out, yeah. makes commits the foul. It's a, sadly, it's a really good goal line clearance by Ake, but it's yeah. irrelevant. Um, so, you're, exactly. you're, so you're happy it's a penalty, but not a second yeah, yellow. Yeah, I, I have no, I have no arguments really. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's not much more really, is it? He's come out. He's come out to close the gap down, and he's he's clearly it looks like he's ran too fast, <laughs> and yeah. he can't slow down, and he's took the man out. So yeah, yeah it's not much more you can say to that really. Totally agree. Yeah, um, Arsenal in the ascendancy went went into half time, uh, second half. Uh, I've touched it. I thought City were more aggressive generally, so uh, it meant that Arsenal struggled more. And I did think even leading up to the goal, I thought City just edged it in the second half. But uh, what turns out to be the winning goal. Uh, Gasky comes from. I mean, even before then, actually, Gabriel nearly gives. Is very fortunate in that he nearly gives away a penalty on on Holland. The only, re- in fact, the penalty was awarded. It was just because he was slightly offside Holland. That was a warning sign that Ga- Gabriel is. We've we've talked about, spoken about this on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, we've, we've said plenty of times, though. I mean, I think to be fair, you. I think you said from minute one, yeah, Gabriel, you cannot win the league with a player like Gabriel at defense. Mm-hmm. And, but sadly, I said that, and then Arsenal have gone on this mad run, and now yeah. they might actually oh, yeah. win it. Yeah, so, I mean, you can't, you can't point one error and be like, this is, see, I'm right. But, yeah. you know, you can, you can tell that he is a bit of a liability. There is, there is errors in him, because he gave, you know, he almost gave a penalty away, and then he gave the ball away. Yeah, exactly. The, under no real pressure, uh, he, just, he just passes it to, and it's a lovely move by City, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not just like he play. He plays it into his own center, of the, his own third, mm. which is also like play it down the line or play it out. You know, yeah. you got your back to you got your back to goal. You know, you got your sorry your front to goal. You are like right? Okay, where do I put this? Not there. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's yeah. I mean, it's cracking football from that position. You're in that position. They still you still got to get past three defenders, and they still and they work it work it out really well. And it's a great finish. Mm-hmm. By Super Jack Grealish. I was so happy when that went in because I know he's had a lot, he's got a lot of detractors, but he's been very good this season as Grealish. Um, and it's a shame for Tommy Yasu because it's not. I don't think it's his fault in that deflection. But let's be honest, it's just bad luck. Anyway. Yeah, Grealish's shot isn't actually that good, and it, and no. Ramsdale was definitely saving it. And then it, Tommy yeah, Asu if you watch the replay, deflection. he's saving that, and it's gone over his it's gone over his foot from the deflection. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, so Tommy has a bit unfortunate there after his early error. But yeah, that that, that is all about Gabriel doing a horrible error yeah. for basically zero reason, trying to play out from the back when sometimes you got to learn to just hoof it. Uh, honestly. Yeah. Uh, maybe a bit of naivety for Arsenal potentially, uh, and then the ga- the goal that killed the game against a lovely move by City. But as good as Zinchenko has been this season, Gasky, I've always maintained that th- this is always my issue with him at City. That whilst he's very good in possession, 
he, he does he's always capable of dropping a defensive clanger and for me i thought he allowed de bruyne far too played much him, space played him outside in it as well mm -hmm. I believe as well so yeah he does uh, it happened it happened in the game at old trafford as well he he was a bit a bit you know too much space and playing players on side yeah off the ball he's not the best is he you know he's not bad on the ball he's good to have that versatility but Again, again, another potential area that you could potentially say the goal could have been avoided. Probably out of all the goal, the four goals, that's probably the one where you you probably maybe picking at straws if you're going to say a mistake. It's probably you know it's a great it's a great passing play, it's a great finish. But again, I think it sums up the game really. There's a lot of errors, and Arsenal should beat them beat themselves up really for it because you know they've they've conceded three goals <laughs> from from just mistakes. Yeah. Definitely, uh, but, it, but it was still lovely play by City. Fantastic yeah. ball into Holland, and it's a great, it's a great first touch on his, and then on his weak foot, and so it's actually a really good finish. It's quite an underrated finish, I think. Um, and and there we go, uh, City beat Arsenal three one. Just touching on Holland, um, I thought maybe one of his best games for City. Yeah. I know he only got the one goal, but his overall, he was, he was more involved. Yes, he was a lot. It was a lot more involved, and it showed. I think it's. I think the one of the big arguments that a lot of people have is he doesn't get he doesn't he's not a player that gets involved. You know, he's you dump him up top, you do all your other ten players do all the work and he'll put the ball in the net, which you know he can do. But for this game, especially against the team at the top of the league, he, you know, he was involved, he was connecting the dots. Even for the second goal, his first usually with a striker, your first thought is I'm gonna drive towards goal and shoot. But he was looking for the pass mm -hmm. to find Grealish. So, you know, he's he's you know, he's still young. He's got plenty of years to get better at being a bit more of a more of a target man than a poacher. So I mean, just, you know, he's he's got to us at twenty six goals now in the Premier League. Yeah, so insane. Yeah. <laughs> People need to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're just you're, they're asking for him to break records. Yeah. when you when you give him shit. So mm -hmm. yeah, uh, de definitely agree. Uh, he he was, and we've seen this when City go more direct. He was, bit, in fact, he was involved in every single City goal. He was involved in the first mm -hmm. goal because it's him putting Saliba under pressure. He ran Gabriel and Saliba right ragged. I thought throughout throughout a lot of that game, always getting into physical duels with them. There's only going to be one winner there. Nearly, he was like millimeters away from winning a penalty on Gabriel. Um, got you know, got the uh, pr the pre-assist for the second goal, and then obviously a really lovely finish for. The third goal, which killed yeah. off yeah. the game. I feel like I feel like the game that United United won at Old Trafford in this game was similar in how they won. In they seemed to play in the gap between defense and midfield. Like United had their, you know, would play in that gap as well because because it, it opens up as the Arsenal are attacking. There's a big gap behind them because you know Xhaka plays high up, Odegaard plays high up, and that's usually where Party comes in and fits in that gap. And there's a big hole behind them, and I feel like that's that's how you beat them. You play you need to play in that gap. Mm -hmm. Like I said, long ball, long ball will work. Yeah, uh, let, let's now just just uh, quickly touch it from the Arsenal perspective. Um, a lot was made about no, there being no party, uh, no Thomas party for today's game. I actually didn't think he was missed that much. Uh, jo I thought Jorginho played quite well, uh, to be honest. Um, yeah. But um, but the main story from an Arsenal perspective, I think going forwards was even in the first half they didn't really have that many chances. Um, I, I think the best chance was probably that Nketiah header, which which should have gone in. I think it came off his shoulder in the end. And then even in the second half, there was a moment where Nketiah, again, should have uh, got that winning goal. Um, is this where we're sort of... Are we sort of beginning to see 
the the lack of Jesus being an issue for Arsenal and Nketiah, whilst he's done well in Jesus's absence, mm. and, and you know, and, and we and we I know that Jorginho played well today, but in general, Party's been their main man. Yeah. Uh, ben White today even in, didn't didn't even start. Tommy asked, did. Is this where we're starting to maybe see the the lack of other options for Arsenal starting to bear fruit? Um, this game is a prime example of it, I think. Because you know, like you said, when when Silver got moved, Ake went wide. Silver got put on right wing. You can make them major changes to your team, and it w- and it won the game. Whereas Arsenal, you limited options. You're so limited. You got a bare thin squad. You know, like you said, they don't they don't create a lot of chances, but they make them count nine times out of ten. You know, they'll win games three 0 and I'm sure like they'll have like six shots on target. You know, they won't be battering. Not it's no criticism to them. They don't batter teams like City normally just patch to death. Like seventy percent possession, four 0 win, game mm-hmm. over. Whereas Arsenal seems to be a bit closer than that, and it'll be like a three 0 win with three shots on target. Cool. You know, you've won the game three 0 brilliant. But when it doesn't go your way, one point like one point in the last three games, so one in nine kind of not gone their way the last two weeks and they've got one point out of it yeah that's... you know they've, they've they've fallen off so that's where you'd think oh perfect get Niketia off and bring Jesus on for example all the way around do you know let's get, you know, put some fresh legs on you know, they've got Trossard to do that now but it's still a lot of work there's a lot of depth that they need because what could easily happen now is they could continue to drop off you know you, ne- you never know so the lack of depth is uh, it could be the worrying sign for them well, let's 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 uh, let's talk about that as well. So, it's a loss again. We, we we've talked on this podcast before. What, how how would Arsenal react to a big blip? Because th- there was always going to be a blip. This is not yeah. the same. Well, what was, what was it? They had a was it like an eight eight nine game winning run. Got beat by United, and that's when we first said, "How will they react?" And they carried on going. Mm-hmm. And I think what was it? They drew against Newcastle. Didn't affect them. They kept going. Now, in the last, what was it, last two weeks, loss against Everton, loss against City, draw against Brentford, they haven't won in two weeks. This is, this is the blip, and it's in the, probably the worst time of the season as well. Exactly. So, okay, they've got, they're not in any cups anymore, other than the Europa League and then the Prem. So they've got, they're getting a lot of resting as well. But can they, I'd say they're getting figured out now, the worst, the, probably the worst time for them, where it could be a struggle for them. Exactly. Uh, and, and it's not like, uh, 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 you know, a Centurion City or, you know, like Klopp's Liverpool in those like, you know, high 90 seasons where you thought, yeah, this team can go in and win like 15 games in a yeah. row. No disrespect to this Arsenal side. They're still a very good team. Obviously, they're still, you know, the best team in the in the league. Because uh, uh, they've got a game in hand, that which they'll probably win. They'll be top of the league. But there's not that sort of sense of inevitability about no, yeah. not not from City this season either. Obviously, I'm not. I'm, you know, I'm not just having to go with Arsenal. It's everyone this season. But as I say, from like past City teams, from past Liverpool teams, you always thought, ah, yeah, there's no way they're going to drop points in this game. But this Arsenal side, they've lost against Everton, drawn against Brentford. They also lost to City in the FA Cup. They've lost. That's four games without a win. They've, they've lost again today. Um, and away to Villa is up next. Not necessarily the easiest game. It would, it would just be interesting to see will they bounce back and you know get three or four or five wins in a row and just get and get back to it, or or Gasky are they at risk of capitulation? Which do you think? Which do you foresee being more likely? I see. I think I think the capitulation. Not because I want to be right. <laughs> I'd love to be right, but it's just like you said. You can't. I just can't see it. Like. 
when, for example, when Leicester won the league, I think around now is when on that period where they just win one nil. It'd be a game, 50-50 possession, one nil win. One nil win. It'll be a simple Mares and Vardy goal that we see all the time. And that's when you felt like they're gonna win the league now because they're just getting these they're getting these wins out of nothing. Whereas I just okay, I know it's only been two weeks of the season, but I just they haven't got the depth and I just can't see them winning every game. Whereas I can see City will I feel like they'll will drop minimum minimal points. They might lose one game or two, but they'll go and win them. Whereas I can see Arsenal struggle. Not 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 to say that they'll lose loads, that they'll struggle to win. Mm. So they'll you know they'll they'll like the Brentford game, we got one up and you said that's game, and then they'll go and you know talk about the controversy all you want, but that Brentford have then just won five headers in their own in Arsenal's box and scored mm-hmm. off of nothing. So you know how you've not seen the game off, and I think this could be you'll see this happen now where they won't see games off and then they'll just be held back. And then they'll get one point where a City will get three, and that, and the, and then before you know it, I think United will be moving down the next potentially. So, wow. you know, was maybe Gary Neville was just, right all along? Just well, but put it this way: if if United finish second and Arsenal finish third, he's going to be very smug. So, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Um, we will ha- we will talk when we get to Nobgas. We'll have a chat about whether because it's a question uh, whether City are the new favourites or uh, whether Arsenal are still the favourites. But that is not until. Not gas, but there we go. A huge win for City. I would have been more than happy with a point, uh, you know, and just drawing, keeping the gap at six points. Closing the gap to only three points is huge, especially when there is still a game at the Etihad where Arsenal have to come to the Etihad to come. Uh, and I think that in general, Arsenal have slightly trickier fixtures in terms of the big games. Might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure the City have most of their trickier fixtures at home. Arsenal are away so it's gonna be really interesting to see and then thankfully we've got a title race because i really thought this the title race might be over i thought oh, no. gonna... it's from, if, yeah if i look at it from a neutral perspective i'm just glad that it's not just one team running away with it because you just you get bored yeah <laughs> you do definitely uh everton everton just just we uh we talked about how arsenal actually lost to uh everton and they've got a new manager obviously uh sean dyche uh which has been briefly touching on uh, these few subjects here um for me, Gasky, uh, Everton were definitely going to get relegated with Lampard. And now, in my head, they're definitely safe uh, because Sean Dyche is a very good manager. In fact, I think this is a huge indictment on um, Lampard as a manager based on that, immediately based on that reaction against Arsenal because it just showed how good that midfield especially can be. But Lampard was just not able to get a tune out of it. Yeah. Uh, do you agree that Everton are like, basically, that, that's as good as... Banking on survival in it, the site getting yeah, Sean Dyche's yeah, manager. It, yeah, exactly. I've, I've, you know, Sean Dyche got a lot of stick for the way he got Burnley to play. That was a lot of the stick. But also, that was obviously you know, minimum, minimal funding and whatnot. But there is a, Everton have got a half decent squad. They still, still feel like they're lacking a striker. But we said, like, you know, Onana's a fantastic player. There's some talent you know, there. There's absolutely there's some talent in that midfield and the grafters. And that's what Sean Dyche wants. He wants grafting. And he'll he'll pull that team together and he'll sort them out. You know he's got experience in defence. He's got a grafting midfield, and he, again he's just probably potentially the, the attack is a bit lacking, potentially. But you know it's it's a good time as well for him to come in because it gives him that you know you can have a, you know win loss win loss for the next few weeks, but after that is when you need to grind out results. And I think they'll be able to. Looking at the state of some of the other teams as well, it's a great. They've got a brilliant chance to stay up. 
And speaking of those teams, I mean, Leeds and Southampton are... I mean, there, there, there was a point where Leeds's ex-manager Jesse Marsh may have been going to Southampton. Now that's all up in the air. We don't really know what's going on. Um, Southampton sacked another manager, Nathan Jones, who was insane and came up with some mental quotes um, saying stuff like, I was the fittest human being in the world and talking about how his... Uh, losing team were like statistically some of the best in like the best in Europe or something like he's just a, a bit mad. Yeah. Um, uh, it, you're very confident that it's game over for Southampton, aren't you? Yeah, usually with the Premier League, there's always one that you like 20th done, that's it. And if it has to be Southampton, they're, they're in a mess. The you know, Hassan Hootle brought in a lot of young like academy talent. From teams like I think, what did they take? Like two, three, two, three players from City's academy. Yeah, yeah. Reserves. You know, they're not players that are gonna. You know, the players that you you got a potential future. You know, potentially in four or five years time, you'll be fighting for a European spot. But if you're gonna be in, you're gonna be in the championship. Mm. You know, it hasn't worked, and you haven't got you haven't got the right manager. You've gone, you've sacked Harrison Hootle, who's been there for a few years, and then got Luton's manager because Luton are doing it half decent in the championship. Uh, I don't, you know, you don't have to be a genius to realise that's not going to work. It's not going to end well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you need, you need, you need really, you need to do, I think what you need is in the Premier League nowadays, you need to do what Wolves and Villa have done. Go and get a big name. Go and get a big name and just give them, a, give them some time just to figure out what they want to do. Yeah. Which is what them do, which is what they've both done. You know, they've brought in the Spanish managers. You forget, you forgot about Wolves. Wolves were down there as well. And then, they're now sniffing about mid-table and so Villa, so... Yeah, I mean, if it's a question of survival, I mean, Rafa Benitez, I'm pretty sure he's chilling, doing nothing, and he's a, obviously yeah. a decent manager, so... Um, but the, see, these are the names you have to think about and then potentially see, you know, six-month contracts, if you can, or just, you know, sales yeah. type thing, so... Definitely, uh, but... Uh, so, South, Southampton, I, I, I mean, I predict them to get relegated before the season yeah. started, so now I definitely think so, unless a massive turnaround happens there. Uh, Leeds, do you think have a bit more quality? Maybe I, to I think I think they have. I think Leeds have the squad. Mm. I think they have the squad potentially. And looking at the, the games against United, they shouldn't. They shouldn't be getting relegated. But again, okay, we can't. We can't say nineteen teams will get relegated. Three have to. So yeah. you know, I, I just apart from Southampton, it's hard to tell. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a tricky one. As I say, especially uh, Everton for me were like. They were on their way to being a yeah. dead sir, and now Sean Dyche comes even, in. Even just... even Forrest and Bournemouth at the start of the season, and they've yeah. kind of wandered away yeah. a little bit. So it's it is a weird one. Yeah, I think Forrest will be fine now. To be honest, they seem to have clicked yeah. in recent weeks. Yeah, uh, hopefully they don't click against City uh, this coming up weekend. Uh, speaking of clicking, Chelsea, they haven't really clicked yet. A lot of uh, players to uh, uh, embed into the team, but. So very weird game. We, we both watched the Chelsea West Ham game. Uh, for sort of like the first thirty minutes, I was looking at the Chelsea team and they were sensational. I thought they were brilliant. That Mudrick especially was playing some lovely balls. Jao Felix looks amazing. Um, Enzo Fernandez uh, looked look like a look like a, a, an unbelievable like world class player for the future. Um, they, they got their goal through Jao Felix, and then like. West Ham equalised because I think like bad pressing by Mudrick and then Kukurea. And then they just sort of like went to Pot and Potter. I don't really know what's happening with Chelsea, Gasky, because one minute they look amazing mm. and then 
and, and as I say, I thought in my head, I was thinking, right, Unkunku in this team, get get rid of Havertz because he's I don't even know what he is. Uh, but you know, like uh, one or two more players, and this team, you know, could win the title next season. And then, and then as I say, the goal went in. I was like, oh wait, actually, no. are they good? <clears throat> what are your yeah. thoughts on that? It is a tough one because there's so there's so much talent there, and like you said, they're still lacking a number nine. <clears throat> they really are. Like it's looking more likely that they're going to end up buying Jar Felix for over hundred million. So that's going to be another hundred million they're going to spend. Mm. Plus, you got Nkunku and potent, you know he's potentially going to play up front. You've got you know you've you've got all the pieces, but it just sometimes it looks like that you've got all the pieces, but they don't fit. Yeah, you know they're not they're not connecting together. Because, like you said, you watch you watch half an hour and you think these could get top four here. They could, you know, they could be scary. And then you watch another half an hour and you'd be like, "What is this shite?" Like, yeah. oh, like the, you know, the, this is like the four hundred million you just spent. You yeah. know, and it's <clears throat> like I, I was watching um I was watching the Dortmund Chelsea game before as well. Yeah, and they looked, they looked they looked decent. And then for so, somehow the goal just came from a guy, you know. This what is Adiemi running from his own half for going past 120 million pound midfielder? Yeah, from just, their own corner it, as well. From their own corner, and it's just like right, okay, that kind of you know, I can just understand that happening. But then it was just they just seemed a bit like they're attacking, like oh, we're just gonna keep whipping the ball in. Why? You've got you know they're quite you got quite a, a small team apart from Havertz really, and you're just gonna keep trying to cross it in. Yeah, you know that doesn't seem like the way you're gonna play. It's like again, it seems like they don't have an idea yet. You got all you got all the talent there. You've got all the you know the clientele, but you haven't got and how we're, how we're going to execute it. That mm. seems to be what they need to get going now is how they want to play because, you know, Reese James whipping the ball into the box to Xiao Felix is not the answer. So. On uh, Havertz, sell? Question mark? I mean, you're going to have to, aren't you? Because he's going to want to play all the time and you just can't, he's just not, he's not it, is he? I have a, I have a follow-up question. Not. I think I asked you this about Anthony last podcast. Havertz, colon, footballer, good? Yes, no, question mark. It's a, it is a, t- it's a tough one because... I don't think he's good at football. <laughs> That's my conclusion. He's, he doesn't... I've not seen him do much to show he's good at something he does. Yeah. Because uh, when he was at Leverkusen, I think he played it at like a 10. Yeah, and he was he was Mister Connect the Dots at Chelsea. He's playing a bit further forward, but he doesn't do either. He doesn't he doesn't hold the ball yeah. up to play play you know left and right. Doesn't score. Doesn't you know? Oh, it's all right. You can go and stand like you know people say about Haaland. You go and stand out the way because you're going to go and score twenty a season. Doesn't do that either. Yeah. So, what does he do? I don't know. Even when he's been used really? in his like more preferred role, like. I... Just doesn't really do anything and uh, and you see Zhao Felix excelling and it's like oh gosh he's so much better than Havertz. You, you, re- you realize yeah he just he just kind of gets in the way it's like it was like the same situation I think it was the Chelsea Liverpool game when Mason Mount was there it's like you've got all this talent trying to score goals and you've got Mason Mount who's just slowing it down who's just killing it all because he's like oh, I'll play safe and play it play it back. It's like Cucurella it seems like you've got a way to play but you've got certain players that are not good enough to play that way. Mm. Yeah, it's a it's a weird one. It's a weird one for it Chelsea. Is. Um, I think there's a lot of potential there for the future. That's why they sign a lot of young oh, players. But oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, can they make it work? I'm not sure. They're currently uh, getting knocked out of the Champions League as things stand. Uh, 
VAR, we're not really, uh, I don't really want to talk about VAR too much. It's just because we, we spent a, a long time on Arsenal versus City, which is fair enough. Um, and lots of people have already talked about it. Uh, but very, very quick summation, Gasky. Uh, it's a bit of a shambles. Um, a lot of people have been talking about scrapping it entirely. I think that's a little bit silly. I think just like get it's, competent it, people yeah. in first. It's the people, it's people, not the execution. Yes. The execution of it's fine. It's the people that are using it. You need, I think you need pure dedicated people to do VAR. Not this, oh, you do VAR next week and you can ref the game after. Yeah, that's odd, isn't it? None, I've, I've, none I've, of I, that. Yeah. VAR, it should be a full-time job because it is, you're refing the game still. Yeah. You can't, you can't have one week you're doing the VAR and then next week you're... Like one week you're doing the Manchester Derby or VAR, and the next week you're doing the Merseyside Derby on the pitch. Yeah, I've always no, thought it, that was odd. Like, yeah. I'm going to be on the pitch <clears throat> this week. Next week I'm going to be fourth official. The week after I'm going to be the VAR. Why? why yeah, De no. dedicate. Have a dedicated. There needs to be a dedicated job in the in the VAR room, and your jo your job is to do that. Because was it? I can't remember. Was it the Arsenal goal where he forgot to draw the line? Oh, or yeah, something that was like terrible. That? Yeah, yeah in the think it was the game. Yeah. That's probably because, you know, you're not doing the job 24-7. You're doing the job once a fortnight yeah, or once every month. Yeah, exactly. Well, your second nature is going to be, oh, it's offside, right, so this is my list of things I need to do. Where you're just going to, you know, if, oh, it's the first time I've done it in two months. You're going you're gonna to slip up. Yeah. Just, you know, anyone does it any job. Mm -hmm. So Just very... Oh, do, do, do you... Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm quite, I quite like the idea of, look, the Premier League is the richest league in the world. It's the best league in the world, partly because of foreign players coming in. Why don't we just sign foreign referees? Do you yeah, agree with that? Exactly. Like you watch, you watch the world. Right. This is. I know this is nothing to do with football, but you watch the World Cup. Right. All these foreign refs. Look how look how physically fit they are. <laughs> right. Yeah. Some of the Premier League referees look like look like some bloke who will be sat at the bar on a Sunday to watch the game, mm. and he's there all lunchtime. Like no, I says like when John Moss was refing, how is he going to keep up with all these? Like, I'm sorry, but he's just going to make... I can guarantee in their heads they're making guesses because they cannot keep up with the game. Yeah. So, sort it out. Yeah. You know, I, it's ridiculous. I just don't understand that. And I don't, I don't even know what argument there would be. I, I, you know, in in the short... I mean, it sucks. Let, let's say we went to the Bundesliga and we poached all their best referees. I mean, it sucks for the Bundesliga, you know, obviously. But hey, I'm not, I'm not looking at it from their perspective. Um, But also, it would, it would help improve... And then you might get some Brexit people going, oh, you're English refereeing jobs for the English or whatever. Mm. But I'll tell you right now, if we bring, let's say we bring in a load of Germans and they take all the English refs jobs, then the English refs are going to have to get to a higher standard. So it's actually going to improve the standard of English refereeing yeah. as well, because they'll have to oh, get to a have, higher standard. Yeah, you have, five, you have five German refs that are in the rotation for the refereeing games. You know, and, and they're going, okay, these refs are good. The players come out and say, there's less arguing. And the players are like, yeah, yeah, he's a good ref. You know, he knows how to deal with the players and he, he's making, you know, smart decisions. The other refs, the English refs might be like, right, okay, let's let's learn from them. And then eventually you might get to a point when you've got more English refs again. Mm, exactly. Look at, look at, look at England, English footballers. You know, when, you know, when, when the foreign players first started coming over and there was so many of them and there was barely any English players in teams. And look at, look at them now. These, yeah. these, because they uh, have to get to the a best. higher standard. Yeah. Some of the best players at the best teams in the Premier League are English now. Mm -hmm. So it just takes that time. Exactly. Do the same with refs. Yeah, because yeah. they know. It's like, right, well, you know, Foden, for example, right, well, I've got De Bruyne in front. I mean, Gundogan and Bernardo Silva, I've got to up my game, yeah. Yeah, clearly. City is arguably one of the best, got the best squads in the world, and three of their starting line arguably are English. Exactly. So. Uh, yes, yeah. indeed. There we go. That That's our that's our take on the VAR situation. Uh I'm going to ask you about United next week just because there's still a lot of 
it's all up in the air, isn't it, really, in terms of club yeah. ownership? De- um, from what I've read, Friday this week is like their deadline to the whole. Yeah. Potentially. So next week could pop potentially have interesting news great yeah so i will uh, i'll ask your thoughts on it there hopefully we'll have uh, a bit more light on the matter uh but yeah guys that is the uh roundup of uh this week's matches it's all here and it's all football all the football all the time guess the footballer in 60 seconds my favorite game with the power of the countdown clock uh gasky shall i go first or would you like to go first uh I'll guess first. You'll get out of the way. You'll guess first. Okay, <laughs> then let me bring up this person's Wikipedia page just so it's all correct. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Right, Gasky. Oh, I need to get my stopwatch. That would help, wouldn't it? <laughs> anyway. Uh, right. Okay, Gasky. Guess the footballer. 60 seconds. Go. Are they still playing? Yes. Okay. Do they play in the Premier League? Yes. Okay, were they best known for the Premier League? Well, well, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, are they at their peak of their career? Uh, uh, no. No. Okay, uh, do they play for a top six team? No. Okay, do they... Uh, currently in the Premier League, yeah? Yes. Okay, uh, uh, are they in the bottom half currently? Oh, um, oh, I don't think so. Do they, play, do they play in the north of England? No. No, do they play in London? Yes. Okay, uh, do they play for Fulham? No, they are in the bottom half, by the way. Uh, they play for Crystal Palace? Yes. Okay, uh, do they play in defence? No. Do they play in midfield? Yes. Okay, uh, do they play uh, Will Hughes? No. <laughs> <laughs> Great guess. Um, oh, who, else, who, else is, who else is a Palace midfielder? Uh, are they English? Uh, no. Okay, are they European? Yes. Okay, uh, are they French? No. Uh, ooh, who else plays in midfield for them? The attacking midfielder? No. And a no. final... Oh, yes. I'll, tell you, I'll give you one more question because I panicked on the Premier League oh. one. So I'll give you one more question <clears throat> and you can do a final they guess. They play for Palace and they play for Palace. They're European. Yeah, not French. Uh, are they... Oh, what else could I ask? Are they a holding midfielder? Like they play deep? I, I would suggest they are more of a defensive midfielder, yes. And that is your... And now, now right. you're on a final guess. European. Mm. Right. Oh, I, can't, I can't remember who plays for Palace. <laughs> Did United um, recently play them? Yeah. Okay. You but put, still, you, I weren't paying attention to who <laughs> Palace played. Who played for Palace? Who was in that, who was in that massive brawl? Uh, who was in that brawl? Who were pushing about? Uh, <laughs> think of it. Uh, oh, uh, let's go with Milojevic. Whatever his name is. No, good guess. So it is. Oh, it's a bit of a tricky one. He's on loan playing oh, for Palace. It is Lakonga. The he's Arsenal. not just joined. He's not played yet. <laughs> he played. He, he came on against United. Yeah. He oh. came on as a substitute for Will Hughes. I was too busy kicking off a Casemiro. I forget his enough. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. That was it. I, that was. I'm sorry. That was a tricky oh, one. I'm calling him a donkey. <laughs> okay. Oh, have you got one hell. for me? Uh. Yes, I have. Okay. Wonderful. Guess <clears> the footballer. <throat> Sixty seconds. Go. Still playing? No. Um. Dead. No. Uh, okay. Uh, most known for top five league. Yes. Most known for the Premier League. No. Most known for France. No. Germany. No. Italy. Yes. Okay. Uh, most known for a Milan club. No. Most known for Juve. No. Most known for Napoli. No. Uh, most known for uh, oh god, a, a, cha- a team currently in the Champions League. Uh, no. Oh god. Uh, most is is it a really obvious Italian club? 
Yes. <laughs> right. Um, oh, my brain's gone blank. Um, it's not Napoli. It's not Inter Milan. It's not AC Milan. It's not... Oh, my God. What are the What's other the capital teams? of Italy? Oh, Roma. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're not... Oh, Tossi. No. Uh, De Rossi. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> 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 I was going to really say tight. I was going to go the other one. <laughs> I had a massive brain fart then. I was like, what? Uh, the Italian clubs? Okay, I'll give you a cheeky nudge. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for that. Yeah. I was thinking last year. I was like, oh, but there we go. Wonderful stuff. Right. I'm taking that. Thank you very much. Okay, Gasky. <laughs> now. Oh, is this a dodgy one now? Right. Okay. I'm thinking of a footballer. I'm thinking of a specific version of the footballer. Okay? This is gonna be hard. This is like a this is something we've done on my streams. Yeah. Can I just ask before we start, right? Yeah. Is it it's not some dodgy player though, it's like someone quite No, no, I, I, this only works if you pick a very obvious player. Right, okay. It's not you're not you're not going for some random bloke who has broke both legs and still playing no, or something. No, 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 no. No, right. no. You've 100% you know who this is. Right. Ve cool. Very famous footballer. Um, hence, because I, I need you to guess the footballer quite quickly so that we can then move on to the version oh, of the footballer. Oh, right, okay. okay. But as I say, it's a very specific... So even if you get, like, the club, for example, that's not enough. I need I can, a specific I can, incident. I can barely I can barely get these. So you now you're having to guess me two things now. <laughs> but I know for a fact you will know this exact version. Right. Okay. 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 <laughs> This might be a shit show, but it'd be Sometimes funny. I hate you. Okay. I really do. Okay. Guess the footballer. You've got to get the specific version of the footballer. Go. Uh, are they still playing? No. Yeah, are they dead? No. Okay, uh, did they play in the Premier League? Yes. Did they play for a top 16? Yes. Okay, did they play for a Manchester club? No. Did they play for a London club? Yes. Did they play for Chelsea? Yes. Okay, did they play a striker? Yes. Did they play in the Nazis? Uh... Not for Chelsea. No, uh, the best known for Chelsea. Uh, arguably in the Premier League, yes. Okay, uh, where uh, the best known in the Italian league? Uh, no. What? Uh, uh, best known in the Spanish league? Yes, probably. Oh, and play for Chelsea. Yeah. Oh god. My, uh, you would Torres? know them for Chelsea. What? Well, I'll know them for Chelsea. Uh, Drogba. No. Uh, uh, who else? Who else play for Chelsea? Johnson. No. <laughs> Don't know. Are you guys play for Chelsea up front? Oh my god, I'm actually useless. Uh, I'm actually useless. Are uh, they European? Yes. Okay, are they Spanish? Yes. Spanish striker for Chelsea, and I'll know him for Chelsea, and they've retired. Played in the noughties. No. Retired well, playing well, the no well, they didn't play for Chelsea in the noughties. Oh, no, yeah, for, you know, yeah, so they played in the noughties, and they're a striker, and you play for Chelsea, yes. and I'm best known for that, and he's Spanish. Well, yes, well, it's either... Someone, and it's someone really obvious. It, well, it's either Morata or someone else. I said Torres. Did you? Yeah. When? I said Torres. Oh, sorry, it's Torres. Was, right. was it Torres? <laughs> right, so, <laughs> okay. it's Torres. Okay, so, right, right, so that's my... So I didn't hear you say that, so I'm going to give right. you another 60 seconds, because I didn't hear that. Right, right okay, uh, is he... Is this... Was he playing for Chelsea? Is this part of his career? Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, was it open goal missing Torres? Yes. <laughs> Is that actually that moment? Yes. <laughs> but and what was the match? Oh, against United. Yes. Was there we go. Well done. <laughs>
I didn't think you were going to go that specific. Well done. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. But you got it. And that was, that was my fault because you said Torres ages ago and I didn't hear you. So you got that. So well done. <laughs> yeah. it. I probably didn't say Torres loud enough. Right, that's, that's probably that's my my, uh, my illness coming back. <laughs> but but so that's what I mean by specific version. Right. So it's very so it's not Chelsea Torres. I didn't it's... think it'd be that. I, I I was thinking like right, okay, so if it's Chelsea, he's going to be like oh, when he scored what was it like thirty yard in the season for Liverpool? But no, oh, okay, so an actual yeah. moment, a very is, yes, right. a specific moment. Yeah, uh, you know, it, or it could have been like you know. Torres scoring the goal oh, against the, Barca. Oh, the, the orgasm Gary Neville goal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I, but everyone knows that moment. It's got to be a moment everyone knows, and that's a yeah. really infamous moment. Oh, when he missed, when he, oh, it's beautiful when he yeah. missed that goal. When he, when he rounded Oof. the hair and just skied rounded it. Rounded the hair and then put it wide. It all went downhill. Okay, Gasky, last one for me, yes? Yep. Okay. Guess the footballer, 60 seconds, go. Still playing? No. Uh, Dead? No. Top five league, most known for? Yeah. Uh, England? Yeah. Premier League? Yeah. Uh, top six club. Yeah. Uh, London club. Yeah. Chelsea. No. Arsenal. Yeah. Um, most uh, played for Arsenal in the nineties. No. Eighties and before. No. Noughties. No. Tens. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, goalkeeper. No. Defender. Yeah. Fullback. No. Centre half. Yeah. German? No. Uh, European? Yes. English? No. Western European? Yes. Kishelny? How did you get that? <laughs> you got yes. that from you got that from Western European. France, isn't it? And not German. <laughs> I'm there, like, I'm doing, do you know at that moment when you went, is he Western? I was like, never eat shredded wheat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, wow. I probably should have just said Cashel because I was like, well, it's either, I can't really think of that many from, from like that sort of tens era. Uh, who else would there have been? I don't even know. Cashel and Mertesacker were the main ones of that sort of like late Wenger era, wasn't it? Well, I only um, came at this one because of fun fact, he was told he wasn't allowed to play for Bordeaux anymore because he was costing too much. So they put him on a non-playing role and then retired him. Oh my god, that's harsh, nope, man. We can't afford you. <laughs> but there we go. So we got we got all of them, did we? <laughs> three, out, uh, three out of four. I didn't get um, Lukonga. Oh, Lukonga, yeah, yeah. That's a good ratio, four's though. Bad, though. Three out of four is not bad. That's very. And you got the really tricky version one. To be fair, mm. that's very impressive. Uh, but there we go. Uh, that's guest of football in sixty seconds. Let us know if you like the version specific one. I, I, I do. I thought that was. Uh, quite it, funny. Mixes it up, mixes it up a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's the wrong button. Oh, Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. Nothing has ground Gasky's gears this week because he's been too ill to have his gears ground. Flem has drowned my gears. Mm, Flem. There we go. What's the Flem? Exactly. Uh, so we do have some questions though. This is Nob Gas. Got some lovely questions from my Noblets. Um. I've got, got two coming in hot now, actually, in the Discord server, which I will add to the list. But we've got two uh, football ones first, and we'll deal with the two non-football ones that have just come in. Starting with uh, Will, uh, who is a Borough fan, and this was asked before the uh, City-Arsenal game. And Will asked, if City win this game, are City the new favourites for the title? If Arsenal win, is the title race over? I've touched on how I thought, thought if Arsenal did win, the title race would have been over, but... City did win. Sagaski, if City win, and they did, are City now the new favourites for the title, in your opinion? I think so, yeah. I think uh, 
I think this this game, if it was a draw, it just kind of goes as you were. Whereas I feel like if whoever would have won probably has that, you know, the favourite. Like if Arsenal beat City, then you could be like, we beat everyone now. We we how can we we're eleven points clear, how can we lose this? City have won now, level on points. Obviously Arsenal got that game in hand, which could be depends when they play it, could be really important. Mm-hmm. But I think City, I think City are favourites now because like we like we were saying before, they could go on a mad run. I just don't see Arsenal doing that. So Fair enough. I will still say so so before I was like seventy percent sure Arsenal would win the league before this game. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm still I still think Arsenal win the league. I'm gonna go sixty percent though. Like I'm I'm going backwards now um on my percentages. So I'll say I I, th- I probably fifty five forty five City. Yeah, no, it is it, it's still tight, but it's tight. But you still think City your favourites? Yeah, fifty five forty five. Yeah, excellent. Uh, our latest noble at Pim. Shout out Pim. He's got a beautiful uh, Scottish Hello. accent. Uh, he's a United fan. Uh, he's got a, he's got a few questions here. Uh, we'll start with the uh, Cancelo aspect of the question. He asks, "Will Cancelo be sold?" Uh, I, I think. I mean, I mean that, that that that's how long it's. I think that's how long it's been since we did this podcast. Did we even talk about? I don't think we talked about Cancelo. Uh, yeah, have we? On no, this, we didn't. This no, we didn't. From yeah. the, we didn't do one since then, didn't Yeah. We? So uh, just touching on the Cancelo situation, it's a shame he's gone because for me, he's he's the best fullback in the world based on like the last two seasons. But if there's um, if you got a fruit bowl and one of your apples is rotting, and you know, you, do you allow it to infect the other apples, or do you take it out of the fruit bowl? And sadly, uh, Cancelo, as brilliant as he was, he didn't like the idea of not playing. And yeah. the uh, for me, I think the attitude should have been what Ake did, what Mares did, what Zinchenko did, etc of, okay, I'm not playing, I therefore need to earn my place. Cancelo instead went, yeah. no, actually, I, 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 I should play. Play me yeah, or sell me. It was, well, it's very similar, kind of similar to Sané, isn't it? Because Sané was like, I'm not playing, I want to leave. And yeah. he was let go. So, yeah, it's, but it's, that's that's what you've got to do, haven't you? You've got to keep it fresh. Look what happened at United. They just, he just got tainted and tainted and tainted. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point when you need someone to come in and just grab, grab them and f- sort them out. Yeah, so I didn't want it to happen, but it had to happen because Cancelo was negatively impacting the team, I think, uh, and that negatively yeah. impacting the dressing room. Or is it? Or is it that get him out before that happens? Which exactly. is could have been what they've done. So exactly, and so will he be sold? I think. I think it's. I think we've gone past the point of he's he's going to stay at the club. I think it's. I, I don't think he'll go for like the the quoted like sixty or seventy million euro fee i'm sure Bayern will negotiate a much lesser fee and he will not be he won't play for yeah City if again. it's if it's that situation where it's like i don't want to come back i want to stay here you kind of can't you're not gonna hold him to ransom are you i don't think yeah. anyone will do that so yeah and especially because city have a policy of if a, if a suitable offer comes in we will sell you so for me cancel will be sold uh him also asks um is there a player in Jaden sancho gasky you are also a United fan. What are your thoughts on that? Because I, I personally think there is, but I'd like to hear yeah. what you think. Uh, I think there is. I, I think the whole, this whole like rehabilitation situation, I think there's more to it. I think, you know, people think, you know, it's football related. He's been poor and he needs to sort it. I think he's, I think it's the more psychological thing there that's going well, on. Well, I, I, get... I thought I read that he had like depression or something. Or like some sort yeah, of mental it seemed, health issue. Because he seemed to like, delete everything off Instagram and put a black pe- background picture, you know, delete everything and kind of just like, mm. you know, so clearly that serious issues and you can just, when he scored, you could just see 
the reaction to Nag's face. So clearly, mm. it's really something he's really needed. But yeah, there's definitely a player there. I think he just needs that consistency. It could have been a, a, a huge psychological thing. No one knows. You know, mental health's a big, a big conversation. So, I, you know, I'm more than I would love for him to, you know, hit the yeah. ground running. He, he, a, there is a player there. It could be at number ten. Could be on out wide. But it'll be interesting to see. Definitely. Well, well, uh, it, that, that's an interesting thing you raise. Uh, could be at number ten. W- w- now yeah. that Rashford is basically, it seems, assume, let's assume he keeps his form going for the next few seasons. That left-hand side is Rashford's, honestly. So if you want to play yeah. Rashford and Sancho in the same team, uh, Sancho's best games were on the left-hand side for Dortmund. He can play on the right. He can play as a number 10. Where do you personally see him long-term? Assuming he can't play him, him on the left. Uh, I, I, do, I, think, I do think 10 hmm. in, in certain scenarios because a, a midfield of Casemiro, Sibitzer uh, or Eriksson and Bruno is fine, you know? But I feel like if you're in a situation where you need to be, you know, you need extra aggressive, you need a goal, and you want you're going to have like four up top, then mm. Sancho playing in that ten works. I think that is potentially where he's going to be his best point because he's uh, when it comes to close close control and dribbling, he's brilliant at it. So, so and he's not as quick as he's not as quick out wide to get past players like Anthony and Rashford can do. So I think I think behind the number nine is probably his his future position. So with that in mind, does that mean Bruno Fernandes is are his days numbered? I don't think so. Like I said, it's it's all situations. Like, like I think with the way ten, I can see with the way that ten guy wants to play is Bruno is just box to box. Really, it's like I don't really see him as like that. You know, standing number ten guy who's up pitch. He's just that fourth player. Mm-hmm. Really, and I just you know because so, I've seen situations. I think when um, I think it was the Leeds game, Sancho Sancho was on. He was number ten. Bruno was at the right wing, and they were just playing together on that side. Mm-hmm. And that's you know you need a squad. You need them options to be able to mix and match. And yeah, yeah I, I think with Sancho you could put him either place. I think and but I do think he's got a future definitely. Again, he's still young. Is he 20, 23, 24? So he, he, might, he might not even be that old. Like, right, he so... might be younger than that. He might be. He might be twenty two. I think yeah, he might so. be. You know, uh, twenty. Oh, he's 22 he'll be 23 next month so yeah oh, he's young. So, so exactly i think you forget you forget in football 23 is still very young like 100%. so 100 uh and Pin's final question is against united related how far can eric ten Hag take united for me this this comes back to the ownership situation I, how much you're going to yes. back him yes because Look what he's look what he's done up to now, you know. It seems all I've not seen a United team in a long time with this togetherness. It feels like a team rather than just a bunch of individuals, and he needs to he needs to be allowed more and more to do this. I think I think I think it was was it? I think it was the second goal against City when you just saw them celebrating with the crowd. Like you can see, like even Casemiro and Varane, who was you know people were saying they're just going to retire at United. They're obviously not. You know, they've come to play and they've come to win stuff. So there's no reason why United can't win everything under Ten Hag. But it needs to have that correct backing and being allowed to, for example, not give Phil Jones a four-year contract, get rid of him. Yeah. Do you know, them type of things need to be allowed to be done. Do you think it's fair to say that Ten Hag won't win? Let, let's say let's say a Premier League title, for example, as like the sort of like the, the aim. Would you say it's fair to say Ten Hag probably won't win a Premier League title if the Glazers are still in power and they've got their little cronies doing their weird I, deals and I whatnot. Think, I think if the Glazers stay in charge 
I don't think United will ever win a, tri- a, t- a title again with them as owners. Yeah, there is. They, I've seen too many times where, or even under under Van Gaal, you know, as as annoying as it was, they still you know they won the FA Cup, and then they still will still bin him off, and then they'll bring your manager and just bin him off. It's some, certain things are not good enough, but they're happy when. You know they'll spend money and they'll like Mourinho spent money. They won they won trophies and then it was like, well, you've had your money. Keep doing what you're doing now. Fergie never had to spend this much. That's mm-hmm. as, as if they're living in the past. And it's like no, it says you need to let a manager thin the squad out how he wants, bin them off, and rebuild. That's what Arteta did it in three years. You know, like if you look at his first lineup to now, is how many players? How many players are still playing in that squad? It says you just got to let them manage the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, I, I did a, uh, I did a YouTube video and TikTok video early, like right when he was appointed, saying, "I think Ten Hag will fail at Man United." But the whole point of the video was, it's nothing against Ten Hag. It doesn't matter who United brought in. They could have brought in Pep Guardiola, and, and but by fail, I mean did not win like a Premier League or Champions League. My point was, it's nothing to do with the manager. Ten Hag is a brilliant manager. It's all to do with the Glazers. It's all to do with the fact that the, it's, it's a mess up top. And yeah. Ten, Ten Hag can succeed if given the right support. And it's it's not, not necessarily financial support. It's about people at the top making the right decisions, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, it's like you, you look at Chelsea now. So they've got new owners in and they just throw money at players. And this could be a situation where you've got all of this talent and then you're just going to go, next manager, please. Come and come and win us everything. Mm. Oh, you can't do it, right? Next, we'll get another manager then. And it could be in this revolving door of managers because they can't get the best out of all the money they've spent. You need to let the manager be like, right, what is it you need? I need X and Y, right, we'll get you that. It's not about going, oh, it's 500 million. Go and get whoever you want and win us everything. And then you don't win anything. And then he's like, right, you're the problem. Get out what you get. That isn't the solution. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, so good, good questions from Pim. Thank you for that. Um, a couple of non-football questions here. Uh, Liam asks, curry sauce or gravy? Oh, gravy all day. I'd say I, I don't like either of them, I don't think. Don't uh, ask you a food question. God, Benel. <laughs> I don't think, to be fair, I don't think I've ever had curry sauce. I like curry. See, I don't, I don't mind. It's all right, but I just, I just can't like? be, you can't be gravy. Does it taste like curry, curry sauce? Kind of, yeah. Well, I like curry, so there you go. Curry sauce. I, I don't oh, like dude, gravy. I, I can't. I love gravy. I hate it. I don't know why. Because I, I, I like meat. Because gravy's basically meat juice, isn't it? But I just don't like it. It's like meat, like beef stock and stuff like yeah. that. It's like, it's like people like when roast dinners without gravy is so dry. You need to put gravy on it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm not a fan. I don't know. But there you go. I'm, I'm a Philistine. Uh, and DR asks... What is the worst experience you've had at a restaurant or other food establishment? Ooh. Um, That's a good think, one. I think one scenario I can think of was, I think we were like, uh, I think we were on holiday, like, you know, big family holiday. And we went to this restaurant and it was just like, you know, poor service, you know, mm. it took forever for the food to show up and orders were wrong. And uh, my cousin had got a meal and it was, I think it was, I might have steak he ordered and it was stone cold. Ugh. And my uncle got up with the plate, marched into the kitchen, and went, I want to speak to the chef. Oh. <laughs> I'm probably kicking up with the chef in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. So and, that was probably the happened? biggest. How, how did that resolve? But, uh, we got like the whole meal for free. <laughs> Just to shut him up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't. Uh, I, expect, I mean, there have been a couple of times when I was very young and I threw up, uh, but that was, that was 
you know, but that, that was just, oh, there's one time we were at Pizza Hut and, you know, I, I don't know if they still do it, but, um, you know, like the all-you-can-eat ice cream station. Oh, the ice cream factory thing, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's still going. I haven't been to Pizza Hut in years, but I was, like, very young and I just ate so much ice cream and I just... It was such good value, though, wasn't it? You got your value for money. Well, yeah, I mean, it's come back. It's, it's come back. Yeah, especially what? if you're a child. But I just oh, yeah. vomited all over the table. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, another one was the uh, first time I ever went to Nando's. I must have been like, I don't know, seven or eight or something. We did a long trip because we were visiting some relatives in uh, London. Um, long trip down. So I was already tired. I had loads of Fanta. And then spicy chicken again threw up. But at that time, I got to the toilets, um, to be fair. But I'd say one of the worst ones, so that's not really related to the food. Like, I just ate too much or whatever. One of the worst, well, maybe not the worst, but the, like, the weirdest. You and I were actually in this restaurant. We were on a date. And don't if you remember, we're at some, it was like, I don't know if it was like a Pizza Express or something, but I ordered. Oh, wait, was this the one when they burnt the pasta? Yeah. <laughs> so. I do remember that. It was I like penny pasta or something. And it was like grilled. It was, it was, what was it? It was pasta with garlic butter on, wasn't it? Yeah, very yeah. plain. And it came out, it came out in like a, what was it? Like a lasagna tray. And I just remember it, it was just, it was burnt. Yeah. But it's like they'd actually fried it. Yeah, it was like. How do you mess pasta up? Like, because that, that, that was when I was very young and very fussy. Uh, no, I just, no, I do remember that. that yeah. yeah. That was terrible. <laughs> that was so bizarre. It's so crunchy, burnt. How do you do that? Uh, that but yeah. <laughs> really weird. Amazing. Um, but we had a good day, though, didn't we? Because we went to go buy some Yu Gi Oh cards. That was, yeah, that was when we went to that, that thing game, Manchester, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. That was, that was fun. Good times. Uh, but yes, uh, those were the knob gas questions. Those were some brilliant questions. Thank you so much. Uh, keep them coming, guys. And if you do want to submit questions for us to have a chat about, uh, you need to sign up to the Patreon. The link is in the, in the YouTube video description. It is impossible to keep track of all the football, but your best chance is here. Gasky, it's time. It's Ballbuster. Oh, Actually, I lied. It's not time. Very quickly, uh, preview of next week's matches. It will never be finally decided who has won the football. <laughs> it's all go. <laughs> uh, next week's matches, let's just briefly touch on it's United versus Barca uh, tomorrow, Gasky. Um, yes. Important match, big match, match you care um, about. How do you see it going, etc.? It's a tough one because it's very similar to Liverpool's situation last season where it's like you're in everything. You know, you're in everything, and it's at what point does it all go wrong? Because they're not going to win. You know, they're not going to win everything. No. But it's tough. Like, I want them to compete. So as long as they don't get brushed aside by Barcelona, I'm not too. I, obviously, I'm bothered, but I'm not going to be like, oh, it's all gone tits up now. You know, get out of my club, all that shite that, mm. that fans like to do. As long as they compete, like. Like I think I said to you, only Dwight, Dwight York and Andy Cole have ever scored at the new camp. So I'm not really tomorrow. I'm not expecting much, mm. but yeah, as long as they compete, as long as it, you know, and they play well, then and that'd be good. Give, so, us, give us a we'll, prediction we'll for the first leg. Uh, I reckon one nil. One after all, I've said that. I reckon Barcelona will win one nil, and then second leg will be two 0 United. Oh, so you, think, you think you're going through? Yeah, after all that I've just said, I still think they'll go through. Gotta be confident. Confidence, obviously, and there's obviously lots of Champions League games, but I think we'll talk about yeah. the Champions League games more at length uh, yeah. next podcast, I think. Yeah, yeah. And now... Does go the way? Got to be a way. It's Ball Buster! Ball Buster. Okay, Gasky, uh, 
whilst I'm uh, reading out the answers, uh, I've got a task for you. If you could please go to the last oh. YouTube video and just uh, uh, pick us uh, a winner. Uh, but I will uh, be chatting whilst you're doing that. Thank you very much. Uh, Ballbusters is a game. You know the game. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Um, where I give you three cryptic clues of a footballer, past or present. I give you the initials and the clue. And you've got to guess the footballer. You guess the footballer by submitting your answers as a YouTube comment. Um, although actually what I think I might start doing, just because I know a lot of people are copying each other, what I think I will start doing is asking you to, like, leave a comment saying I'm entering Ball Busters or something, and then, like, you DM me on Discord or Twitter or whatever, and just, just to make it secret. Let me know if you guys would prefer that format, or if you don't really care. Um, but yeah, so these were last week's uh, clues. Um, the first one was MH. My friend's big American SUV. Gasky, what was that? Uh, Matt's Hummels, I believe. It was, because it's my mate's Hummer, Matt's Hummels. It works. The one after that was RG. Yeah, you keep telling yourself that. <laughs> RG, the mutant turtle and dead WWE star have had a baby. Gasky, what was that one? That is uh, Raphael from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I think his name was Eddie Guerrero, wasn't it? That's correct, yep. So that was Raphael Guerrero, who plays for Borussia Dortmund. Uh, and then the last one, it was a bit of a uh, Bundesliga special. The last one was YS. In the hottest season, I grow vegetables that look like sweet potatoes. Gasky, what that was is, that? That is summer, and you're growing yams. Jan Sommer, uh, the current uh, Br uh, Bayern Munich goalkeeper. Uh, so those were the clues. Uh, Gasky, do we have any winners? I, I think there's only one person. <laughs> okay, no, that's good. And who, who's won? Uh, it's uh, Jack, I believe. Wait, oh, Jack, well, Jack won last week as well. So well done, Jack. You've won again. Excellent stuff. Uh, Tayab, if you're listening, please give Jack a thousand knob coins. And uh, Jack, you get to keep your role in the server of Destiny. There we go. Uh, thank you for that, Gasky. Uh, these are the clues for this week. I'll read them out once, and then I will also leave them as a comment on YouTube. RJ. Basmati Entertainment. A. Everybody that you meet is an original point of view. HW. I think Houdini's trying to hit on me. Those are the Ball Busters clues for this week. As I say, leave your... Uh, Leave a comment uh, with your answers. If you get all three correct, you can win the Ball Busters roll and some lovely knob coins. Do give me feedback, as I say, on that suggestion where you just you DM me the answers, but you but uh, you leave a comment to enter it, and I can entertain that. Gasky, that is the podcast. Uh, we're back with a bang. It is uh, from are. your illness. Um, back stronger than ever. Yeah. Oh, well, definitely. We only come back stronger. Mm. What doesn't kill you make you stronger, they say. Mm. And could it be City coming back stronger? An eight-point deficit has now been cut to, at most, The elephant is falling down the tree. The branch is snapping. Big. Big. Before we go, uh, if Arsenal don't win the title this season, where does it rank? Because let, let's be honest, eight if you're eight points clear over, uh, you know, around the 2021 games mark, you don't win. That's a bottle job. Let's be honest. Um, where does it rank in terms of Premier League bottles? Do you think? 
because there was the uh there was i think in liverpool 1819 they had like an eight point lead of them like a bit was it what was united what was united in 2012 i think they had an eight point lead with six games to go that was the mean that was a big ball job really um it's hard to say i think i think was it was it tottenham was it tottenham was it tottenham in the which season was that i don't know eight point lead did they uh i think they did at one point I might, have, I might be wrong, but no. yeah, it's probably probably Liverpool's eighteen nineteen. Mm. Yeah, essentially, that's probably where we're at. Yeah, but then we'll see if City do their usual mental run now, and then Arsenal, and then if United finish second, then can we make it even worse for them? <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Gary Neville must be licking his lips at the prospect. No, he of will that. be. He will. Really hope you guys have enjoyed the podcast. Um, it's been great being back. I've been Nobbins. I've been Gasky. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye, guys.